talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And good morning. Welcome to rescue. <laughs> rescue. <laughs> Welcome to Messy rescue Christianity. <clears throat> well, we might need rescued after this one. This one is a little bit off the beaten path for us, uh, but I feel like it's a topic that is. Uh, it's out there, and it's it's pretty important. So the question is, are there really more than two genders? There is a serious, serious uh, cultural battle going on about gender identity. Um, part of this, in my mind, came, at least part of me thinking about this, just in the last couple of days, was in a conversation with some uh, students, and they were talking about how they are now being told you need to address people as they until yeah. you know what they want to be addressed as. Right. So uh, it would there be... There are college campuses making that as a rule. Now. Yep. Well, one, one th- this person works at a coffee shop, and they were specifically told, you cannot say yes, sir, no, sir, oh. yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. It's a, it's a they. Or actually, what, what I think they're supposed to say is, how do you, I- what, how do you identify? Which wow. to me is absolutely asinine. Just crazy to think that... We, by the way, that's not a cuss word in case somebody wants to know. No, that's no. a real word. A-S-E-N-I-N-E. Yeah. It, 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 how, how, I don't understand how we can get here, right. but we're here, and so let's talk about it. Why, okay, obviously the three of us in this room say there are only two genders. How can we say that? What gives us the right to say that? <laughs> Bible? I mean. <laughs> okay. So, where? In the beginning, God created man and woman. I mean, that's not the exact quote. He, yeah, well, actually, multiple times he says yeah. he, male and female male who female created, created them. them. He created yeah. them male and female. Yeah. And so if God created them male and female, then that's what he created them. Um, so, and, and I think ultimately that is the issue here. It's whether or not God has made... Right. And whether or not God has the authority. So the the topic of this the, this podcast is not necessarily are are there multiple. I mean, we we titled it "Are there more than mul- two genders?" It, and we've answered that already. So thanks for listening. But so it's really not. That's I don't think that's the qu- the question here. Is how do we deal with this? Like, I mean, yeah. how do we deal with the kids working in the coffee shop that's having to say that? Well, for us, so, that's not the question. But for people listening but with, and who are being told, there are obviously. Right multiple genders. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That now, really is the question. How do we as a church and yeah. church leaders, how do we guide yes. I understand. And, and I think it's important to note too that none of us are angry about this. I mean this this yeah. I hope it doesn't come across as angry because there's certainly no anger in it. It's more of a I'm more of a perplexed in a yeah. per- perplexed position because I'm asking myself, number one, um how, what what gives a person the uh, the liberty to define their own gender when doing so would I mean you call it a slippery slope but it's true if I can define that why right. can I not define pretty much anything else because right. gender well, you're is no longer a, a Caucasian you're yeah. now yeah. whatever race you would yeah. like to be yeah. ra- a racial eth- I want to be Chinese I identify as Chinese because I love Chinese food. Um, and I love wearing the Chinese dress, not dress, but the Chinese clothing, and and I love the the the, the music from yeah. that come out of China. So I identify as Chinese. No matter what I do, yeah. I'm still not gonna be Chinese. 
uh, and you can put any any nationality there. It just doesn't make any logic sense. It's not logical. But isn't that the way the evil one works? I mean, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and logic is one of the things that is thrown out of the window. Let's think for a moment about logic and where that actually came from. Logic is a Greek origin. 3,000 years old, the Greeks came up with this idea of logic. Through well, through my studies over the years, I've done a, a little plus bit of, B equals C. I, I've, I've done a little bit of research, quite a lot of research, in, in Greek culture 3,000, 2,000 years ago, and... In addition to logic, uh, the Greek scientists were actively trying to figure out a way for the male population to procreate without females, because the the male population was divined by God, and in the Greek culture, they believed that women were a curse given to men because of their disobedience to the gods. This was scientific fact at the time, okay? Hmm. So take it for what it's worth. They were trying to figure out a way to to procreate without females. They believe that the females um, were simply an incubation tube, hmm. that the male carried um, the, 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 the egg of life, the, the seed of life, so to speak. And so, you know, all of this, all this crazy thing came from, some, from the same logic-based approach. So this is not something that's new. It's new maybe in, in comparing it to 50 years ago, 40, 30, mm. 20 years ago. But this isn't anything new in the history of the world. This type of conversation was going on with Paul addressing several letters in the New Testament. When he's writing to Ephesus, when he's writing to Corinth, and the belief system of males and females and how they uh, related to each other and and things of that nature, this isn't something that's really new. It's simply how do we approach it and deal with it in, you know, 21st century church. Yeah, so I I think you're right. Um, There's really nothing new under the sun. But for us dealing with this, it seems as though... The emphasis has shifted away from reason to feeling. And I would argue that, by and large, when feeling supersedes reason and logic, because the the foundation of reason and logic should be truth, feelings um, will lead us to a bad place virtually every single time. Um, that's a pretty broad brush to paint with, but feelings are subjective, you know, and, and feelings are um, dependent upon too many different variables. How do you, how how often do we hear? I don't feel good today. Mm. Okay, what does that mean? Oh, I you know I just don't feel right. Right. Okay. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. I just kind of kind of we we can't even describe it. Yeah, yeah I'm off. I'm yeah. uh whatever. And so so why do you feel that way? I don't know. You know. And so could you imagine a population where everybody's feelings are valid, even if those feelings are completely devoid of reality or truth? When I say valid, I mean we're, 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 we're not denying that they feel that, but we're saying you're, you not only feel that and you not only have the right to feel that, but, but those feelings are true. I acknowledge right, those right, as true. Right. That's That's— once you get to that point, anything goes. Anything goes. Yeah. At at that point, there is no order. There's simply 
every man does what is right in his own eyes. That's right. a dangerous, dangerous place. That's where we are. Yeah. And I think, make no mistake, that uh, this worldview has become its own religion. Um, and we, you know, we were warned about this type of stuff years and years ago, uh, decades ago. Well, we warned about it <laughs> in the Bible, but... Yeah, you're I, saying people who but, have heralded, hey, be careful that the, the yes, loss of absolute yeah. truth is Right, becoming... well, I'm, the word tolerance. I remember, yeah. I remember using that word. I remember Josh McDowell writing a lot about it in, yep. in his books. But, um, right, but you know, 30 years ago or so, uh, we, we were talking about tolerance as, you know, different worldviews. And Christians were intolerant because we weren't accepting everything else and this kind of stuff. But now it's it. this is a slippery slope. It, it, it hasn't started the slippery slope. We're on that. We've come down the slippery slope. We're on the. We're seeing the results of that, and this this worldview, and I would call it a faith system of of humanism and natural, you know, uh, naturalism. Um, this is where it's led us to. So now, as a as a believer in the Word of God that says there's male and there's female, if I take that stance. Not only am I considered wrong, I'm considered intolerant. Now I'm considered, um, it, 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 it's even written like, not Christ-like. You're not being God. You're, I mean, I see that. It's it's not only like, you're are mean. you wrong? Now, yes, you're yeah, mean. You're not you're, kind. You're, you're, not you're not God. Loving. That's yeah. not love. That's So it's, 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 it's even a step further. It, it's not just, you have your opinion, I have my opinion, let's go our separate ways. It's not that. No, you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, and just keep keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. It's funny to me because I was just thinking of the movie Kindergarten Cop. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yeah. Not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he, they're in the scene. I won't, I won't say the, the, the Boys dialogue. Have. Yes. But, and, and I'm thinking yeah. about this because this was what, 20 years ago, maybe. It mo- yeah. It, it, th- there was no question. It was understood mm-hmm. in, in the human existence that boys and girls are defined by certain characteristics. Either plumbing. And this little boy in kindergarten yeah. clearly said, hey, this is it. Yeah. And and at that time, nobody would have... If that movie were to come out today, it would be boycotted and it would be on the front page and, and they, would, they would print a retraction and they would have to rewrite the whole script. Mm-hmm. But because of the push away from, and I'll, and I'll move it all the way back to um, the traditional uh, biblical family. You know, th- this is not an isolated event. This is part of that slippery slope. And, you know, the, the term slippery slope is speaking of a fallacious argument. It's the idea that the argument doesn't have any merit because um, it's, a, it's poor logic or it's poor, or, uh, poor reasoning, poor arguing. But the truth is, if I'm on the top of a hill or I'm on the top of a mountain and I start to slip, because mm-hmm. of the nature of gravity, it's harder and harder and harder for me to not keep slipping. Right. Because the, the more I slip, the faster I go, the faster I go, the harder it is to get a good footing. And before I know it, I'm all the way at the bottom. That's what a slippery slope is. Yeah. And we are indeed on a, sli- a literal slippery slope. I, I, I think the... <clears throat> all right, step back here. Like... One thing we need to make clear: we, all three of us in this room, I know we're we love people regardless. Absolutely. So, I mean, and so this is not. Um, I've got many friends on Facebook and from the past and college and stuff that um, that are homosexual, and you know, I, I put that as as a 
I, I believe man, woman, God created it that way, and that's the way the relationship is supposed to be. But they're still friends of mine, and that to me is a is an issue. This issue is, you know, I want to identify as a woman or a man, or to me, it's gone another whole step. And yeah. what what I'm really the 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 further step here is not only are we going to be able to identify with what we want, but now in order for us not to be offensive in society, we're not going to start referring to them as he and she, but, but as a, they like what in the world? Like we, I mean, how have we gotten to the point where we're so afraid of being offensive? Like, I mean, good grief. What about the Christian who, who was offended that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, how far is this thing going to go? I think it, it, I, I think we have a culture now that says, um, the only offense that really matters is the offense that would be felt by the lowest, uh, I was going to say lowest common denominator, that probably is offensive, is offensive there. So by the most perceived to be marginalized. So in other words, we take the t- 2% of the population or the, or the 0.03% of the population and we build every social mm-hmm. norm and rule around that 0.03% of the population, right. and everybody else changes their mindset, their core of convictions, their beliefs, yeah. so that that small group... And, and here's what's great. People do change their core <clears throat> convictions and their core beliefs if they're mm-hmm. not solidly grounded on what they actually believe. And I'm, it's a big problem. I, yeah. uh, I'm not on TikTok, but I know it's it's one of the very popular social media with the youngins. <laughs> um, I probably should get on there just to keep the up. The utes. But, but it's, you know, Instagram was is still around, but it, they, kind, they kind of moved over to TikTok for the... But if you, from what I understand, that worldview is perpetuated on... Yeah. Definitely. On a TikTok. And so, and it's, we've said this, we've talked about social media on here many times, but if you say the same thing over and over and over, a complete untruth, it becomes truth if you read it enough times. We see that on Twitter with yeah. older people, you know, um, political stuff. It, it, it just, it, and that's what's happening, you know. So, this he, she, they, gender role identity, that's what they're seeing every day. It, it's that worldview is. And, and and just for for someone listening that that's age group, you are you may be hearing that and reading that and thinking, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds loving. That sounds like the right thing to do. Well, you're believing a belief system. Just you're reading on TikTok, and you're that is a faith system that you're putting your faith into. I mean, it, it is. So, what are the spiritual implications of gender identity issues? Well, um, I would I I would say ultimately it's an offense to the character of God because it's saying um, I don't like who I was made to be therefore I want to be something different and ultimately that's the pot calling the create or the the clay saying to the uh, creator you made a mistake you did something different and the 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 proof text or the evidence that most people would use in this situation is Okay, well, then how do you explain somebody who has uh, different, uh, the same, they have two different genitalia? And I would say that is, that is the exception. Right. You know, numerically speaking, that is a very, very small, right. small amount of people that are in that position. Right. And that's, that is something that we have to say, well, that is a, a, a physical issue. It's, it's a plumbing. It's a thing. plumbing yeah. issue. But how is that different than Down syndrome, or how right. is it different than, 
uh, a, a, a valve or cleft palate or you know any of these other physical yeah. abnormalities. We don't change um, biology yeah. because of these abnormalities. We right. we we recognize them as this is something that went wrong with the chromosomes. Right. Um, Let's don't make our doctrine our standard based upon point oh three percent or what I don't know the percent. Right. But right. Whatever it is. And and again, we have empathy for them, yeah. Um, and and for anybody d- dealing with this, but it's the whole thought of if we don't start saying the answer is no, I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna call somebody what they want to be called if it defies what truth is. Yeah. Because, like you said, then it then it then it's compromising my own conviction, right? And I'm simply affirming and and um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, um, I'm, I'm basically perpetuating yeah. the lie when I know that that's what it is. Um, and I don't think we have, the, the big difference too is we can't be unkind in doing it. I think believers make the mistake when they're, when they're ugly or when they're vulgar or, or unkind as opposed to humbly saying, you know, I'm sorry, but I just, I, I can't do that. I can't go there. Right. And a truly tolerant society says, you know what? I'll accept you uh, in your beliefs, and then, so if you, if you, if you, because tolerance is not um, truly saying you can think what you want. Tolerance is, the, today's culture is, you can't just think what you want, you have to believe with me. You have to believe what I believe. Yes. Yeah, or you're being intolerant. Or you're being tolerant. So it's crazy that. You're but intolerant that's, about yeah. tolerance. <laughs> that, but that, and once again, we were warned about that many yeah. years ago with not lesser issues, but to some extent lesser issues that have become more and more and more and more and more. And here we are. So, Well, the Scripture talks a lot about the desires of the flesh, and really what this is is a, is a desires of the flesh issue. I can choose what I like, what I want today, and I can change my mind tomorrow. I can do that with vegetables. I can do that with steak. I can do that with uh, the, the extracurricular activities I like to perform. And we've, as a culture, we've said, well, that's truth and the right of an individual, and it applies to anything absolutely imaginable. Whatever your imagination can come up with, it can it can do that. So, you know, if I want to be male today and female tomorrow and go back to male the next day, then I have the right and ability to do that. And that truly is a uh, dealing with the desires of the flesh. Uh, and that's ultimately what it is. So let, let's, I want, to, I want to address this to the Christ follower specifically. You have to be firm in your foundation. You have to be firm in your belief. Why do you believe what you believe? Do you believe that um, the, the topic that we're talking about is right or wrong because someone on stage told you that, because a Sunday school teacher or a Bible study teacher told you that, or because that has been defined in the Scripture, you've read it for yourself, and you've had the conviction of the Holy Spirit lead you to that. I think part of the issue that we see in the church, and for the three of us in this on, on this podcast, we see this evident that Within the church as a whole, church cultural, um, 
so much emphasis is placed on what someone else tells me, what I'm taught in a Bible study or or from a spiritual leader, and I'm not defending it or believing it because I've read it and I believe it myself. So as a Christ follower, you can't have this, you can't have a conviction whether this is right or wrong if you've not dug into the scripture and seen it made evident for yourself. So th- I think that's really where we have to have to address the Christ followers, is is you have to stand up for what the Holy Spirit says is right, not because you believe it uh, in in a feeling, I think that's what Jeff talking about earlier, but because there is the conviction that the truth is the truth. You know, do you even believe that there's absolute truth? And that's to all of us, because if there's not a a belief in absolute truth, then anything truly goes. Mm -hmm. Where is the foundation for the absolute truth for the Christ? You want to marry a dog? Marry a dog. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously. Like, if you feel like it, go ahead. If you if you look at just Paul's examples of the desires of the flesh, I mean, you can do uh, studies all throughout the Scripture as a whole, Old Testament and New Testament alike. But just Paul, I think it's Galatians, uh, Galatians five, maybe uh, talking about the desires of the flesh. How many of the issues that we see within our culture today in twenty twenty one, you can compare it to the desires of the flesh and say, I see that evident, I see that evident, I see that evident, and then we scratch our head and say, oh, I wonder why it's the way it is. Well, there you go. Yeah. Because we desire the ways of the world. I say we. I, I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to categorize all Christians. Well, but the human heart. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's our, the plight nature. of mankind. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. We are, by nature, enemies of God. The Bible tells us that in Romans. And so... We um, are wrestling with fueling and feeding the desires of the flesh or feeding the desires of the spirit. And that battle just rages. And I think rages is the right term. Mm -hmm. It is not an easy fight. But the one thing that in in my mind will guarantee that you lose that fight is when you discount the authority of God's word. You take away God's word and you have nothing to stand on. Because all you have left now is reason and uh, experience and feeling. There's there, there's no foundation. Let's be clear. My, left to just my feelings, I'm always going to go the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. I'm always going to eat the cake. Always. Yeah, always, yeah. My flesh desires the things of I'm flesh. always going to stay I mean, in bed, sleep, yeah, right? Right. That's... Uh, it, it's, that, it's that duty or it's the... Um, uh, the commitment of, yeah. hey, there's somebody else who's saying do this, right. and and it, which ultimately is the is the problem with mankind is we rebel against God. That's what we want. Our flesh wants to rebel against God. Again, Scripture says there's no one that seeks after God. There's no one that uh, there's no one that's righteous, and so that's that's tough. You know, and I, I know that there's probably somebody listening to this that. Just here's three old white guys. You, you know, you, I'm white. Yeah, what? What are you? If you what? identify as that, I mean, you can be whatever. You know, listen, I don't want to pigeonhole you. So <laughs> I was. If you want to be Chinese, being, uh, you can be Chinese. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Martin. I know. Um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah the jerk. What? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm picturing myself. Like, he hates vodka. It's a corn. Okay. <laughs> I was born a poor. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, I, but I, you listening. know, I wonder how many people just heard you say that and have no earthly idea the jerk. of the movie The Jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure we're recommending the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah, it's not while. the holiest of things. Yeah, but long, back in our former days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were you saying? Well, I was just saying. There's. I know there's somebody here. Listen, that these three old white guys. They're just stuck in their ways and they're fuddy duds. And look, 
I get that. Okay, but um, the going back to the TikTok thing, we 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 can be viewed as the grumpy old men, yeah. and then you see this other, and it's presented so well, like we're compassion, we're love, we're accepting, we're, and it, and so you look over here's truth. Here's the word of God, and here's these grumpy old guys holding their opinion. Over here, we accept everybody. We love everybody. We're all a big family. You know, it. it our battle is tough here because we have to stand. But they with the don't. Truth. What's that? But they don't. Oh, they don't. Absolutely. Yeah. But the, but the the package is wrapped that, that way. Do, but That's they the don't. way it looks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely. They absolutely don't accept everybody. They do accept everybody who believes exactly what they believe. Like we said earlier. But if you don't, then you know you're the enemy. So, but our our problem, our difficulty, our challenge is is presenting truth yeah. in this culture, in this world, to a group of people who see us as the grumpy old guys and see everything else as why are you guys being so mean? Why don't you just accept people and love people like they are? That's the challenge that we have. That's the challenge that Christianity, I believe, has is how to show compassion and love and Christ-likeness in a society that thinks we're being intolerant and bigots. And, and that's, that's hard, you know? You know we it, do have to have truth, but we got to wrap, not wrap it. I, I don't know. I don't want to water it down. Think about statistically, and I, I can't remember this off the top of my head exactly, but th- there is, you know, the statistics that say that someone has their world view established by the time, and I can't remember the number, 12, 13, 14, maybe, it's, it's before 15. So 12 to 14 years old. So you think about that. Yes. Why is the evil one so adamant for deceiving children? Because mm-hmm. if a child's worldview is in line with the, just for the topic that we're talking about today, if it's skewed by the time they're 12 years old, yeah. what's the possibility outside of the Holy Spirit's movement that that person's going to change by the time they're 20, 30, 40 years old yeah. to a Christ-centric, godly, holiness-based worldview? It's, again, outside of the Holy Spirit, it's right. impossible for it to happen. Yeah. So for us within the church... There is such a need, and there's nothing new with this, but there's such a need to help our children, to help our families establish a biblical worldview. And that's not a worldview of hate. That's not a worldview no. of bigotedness. And, and, is... and it, it, is a, it is a worldview of the holiness of God and the calling on us as Christ followers. And I guarantee you, because I've seen it, I've been doing youth ministry for 20-something years, I see it in these teenagers who, as an early teenager, has a biblical worldview, they're walking in with that biblical worldview as young adults. Yeah, and that's the ones that's going to change the culture, not the three of us in a podcast. It is that next generation. Um, So if. It, 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 that's why this next generation is under such attack. Mm-hmm. If this is demonic. They're under such demonic attack because if the evil one can change a generation, how much further will the sins of one generation pass down to the next and the next and the next? It, Biblical evidence for thousands of years of that's happening. Right. The, the, the thing that's... Okay, i got so much to say here, but 
Well, you got three e- minutes to say it. Well, even those who are raised in the, uh, you know, the Christian worldview, it, it's. I got lots of former teenagers and stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Also, even some of them that I know are active in their church, believing they still post stuff in support of like Pride Month and all these kinds. So it's such a big yeah. issue, and this is where I almost call me grumpy old white guy, or whatever. But I'm sounding the alarm, like. For those who are getting their worldview continually shaped by TikTok and Instagram, it, it, they're lying to you. I mean, like that's that's the it's like they need the youngins need to hear that you know you're being lied to. Your mind is being reshaped and reshaped and reshaped, and um, you you better get the word of God in there, you know, and feed the spirit, feed the Holy Spirit. So. Um, the foundation, the 12, 13, 14, is vital, 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 as Brent has said. And guess what? It's not the church's responsibility. Yes. Because I mean, we can't do that. Right. Even through social media and the podcast yep. and sermons on Wednesdays and Sundays, we can't change and set the biblical foundation for the children. It has to, be, has to begin and end in the, in the home. We are here to assist the parents yeah. in discipling and, and raising their children, but... We can't do it alone. We're here to help you guys. We're we we we're not the right the in all. As we, clear as I can say this to the parent or to the to the one listening that's on TikTok and all this, get in the word. Get in the word. What is the Bible? Not what does TikTok? Not what is social media? Not what does Brent or Kevin or Jeff or anybody? Not what anybody say about it? What does the Word of God say? And that's your foundation. That's your truth. Gender roles, right? So we started with. Yeah. <clears throat> well, as I'm listening, I'm processing all that's being said. Um, and one of the, dis- not discouraging, but one of the realities that we face in this room is that we literally have every single characteristic uh, going against us for mm-hmm. having a justified and a um, valid voice in today's society. Right. We are white. Yep. We are male. Yep. We are heterosexual. We are Christian. We are middle aged. So of course we don't understand. And we have right? money. Yeah. I, I say we have money. We're we're not we're not we're poor. Okay. We're yeah. not rich, but we're we're we're, we're, yeah. we're 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 middle class. And in our current culture, anybody who has those characteristics has no voice. Yeah. Well, they're they're told you have no voice. Your opinion, your thoughts don't matter. Which is a crazy thing, right. because if we were to say that about any other segment of population, oh, you're black, you don't matter. You're Chinese, yeah. your voice doesn't matter. You're a woman, your voice doesn't yeah, matter. It's, crazy. It, it's the craziest thing yeah. ever that, well, and, that and, you, would, you would silence somebody simply right. because of the color of their skin or the gender right. or whatever. It's, it's Right. And when you get to that point... Right. You are quickly going all the way to the bottom. And you know what? My opinion doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. Only opinion that matters is what the Word of God says. Totally agree. Honestly. So it's, and your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> but but that's not... What, I know, I know, I know. That's not saying. really what we're saying. We're, I know. I'm saying our You're voice. You're talking about culture. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I know. Because somebody's going to be an influencer. Right. And it is amazing to me that the influencers that are influencing culture yeah. are entirely the wrong kind of influence right (laughs) you know when you have a 13 year old who's a social media influencer influencing 10 million people yeah 
Wow. Overnight. I don't want to get my theology from a 13-year-old. Sorry. That's just, not that they have nothing good to offer, but to base my life on that, that's that's a scary thought. What about you? You want to you want to base your theology on a thirteen year old TikTok influencer, or no, your worldview? Because at thirteen, you know everything, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, the days that we live. But you know what? Jesus is Lord. He, he is, is risen from the dead, and He has not abandoned His people. Um, and we do have a voice. Yes. We we do have a voice, no matter what color we are. If you're listening, you have a right you to speak. That's right. You have a right to be heard. You have a right to be. Um, uh, to be respected, mm-hmm. um, but I would say, you know, the you Old Testament prophets. I know we got to end here, but the Old Testament prophets. You know how many times they stood up and had oh, to yeah. say something that absolutely nobody, nobody agreed liked. That's right. Sometimes that's our call. Sound the call, man. Bring it on. And God made them male and female. Male and female, He made them. Hmm. And so I'm going to stick with God on this one. I agree. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully that you have enjoyed this. It was a little bit different than normal, but that's uh, that's what spices life up, right? Some of you laughed. Some of you cursed. Cried. Some of you cried. Some of you did something else. <laughs> that was intense, man. Thanks. All right. Y'all have a good day. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.